This teaching is brought to you by Christian Family Church International. Welcome everybody to church this evening. I'm so glad you've come to worship with us. Welcome to all those of you that are watching online. Um, the notes for tonight's message is available, so you can just download that and follow in the notes. I'm going to be covering quite a bit of material this evening in the half an hour that I have. And then we're going to just let the Holy Ghost have His way. Amen. We're going to pray for people. I'm going to be agreeing in faith with many of you that are trusting God for promotion. And so we believe tonight that God is going to accompany His Word with signs following. Amen. That's His promise to us. And so as I teach tonight on how to get promoted or positioning yourself for promotion, I believe the Lord is going to touch each and every life here tonight. Praise the Lord. I'd like to thank Apostle Theo and Dr. Bev for the privilege that they've given me to teach this weekend. It's been a while. Just came from Cuba where Apostle Theo and Dr. Bev hosted a crusade, healing crusade. Hundreds of people were healed, wonderful miracles, and God's doing a wonderful thing in Cuba. And we'll show you the video of that in the up-and-coming weeks of what the Lord is doing. But thank you for your generosity and your giving towards that. God is good, and you are faithful. Bump your neighbor and say, I'm faithful. Hallelujah. Well, let's open up in prayer, and then we can get straight into the Word. Father, we come before you this evening in the wonderful name of Jesus. We come to celebrate your life-giving Word. Your word that transforms us. Thank you, Lord, that we don't have to work the word. The word works us. And at, upon hearing the word of God, we are transformed more into the image and likeness of Jesus every single time. So, Lord, tonight we expect change. We expect to be more like Jesus. We expect to be more in love with you, with greater expectations of the wonderful plan that you have for our lives and preparing us for the life ahead. In Jesus' wonderful name, I give you the praise, the honor, and glory for everything that will be accomplished. And all those who love the Lord said, amen. Praise the Lord. Well, that's the title of my message, How to Get Promoted or Positioning Yourself for Promotion. I began to minister about this subject this morning, so if you weren't there, you can go and get the notes from that. But just to briefly recap for those of you that weren't here, um, I was really dealing with the attitude and how we position ourselves before we can ever expect to be promoted by God. And in fact, even if we want to be promoted in the secular world by people, there are certain things that they look out for, kind of unspoken laws or unwritten laws that resonate with your boss or the person that's in charge of you that qualifies you by virtue of your actions or the spirit in which you conduct yourself for promotion. And so this morning I really dealt with the first of all, we started in Luke chapter 12, where I spoke about that it's important before we trust God for promotion that we have the right perspective of life and where we find ourselves. And that perspective should always be one of gratitude, that the reason for our promotion should never be because we want more stuff. I said to you this morning, based upon that scripture, that God doesn't mind you having stuff, but he does mind if stuff has you. And that if we are truly have the right perspective and we think about eternity, that we hold loosely to the things of this world. There's too many people who are defined by what they own. And the Lord says in this account that that's not the way it should be. This rich young ruler that was over here, he, he, he wanted to tear down more bonds, build more. He said, I'd, I, I've saved enough for my whole life. I can retire now and sit pretty. I'm going to have a great retirement. And the Lord said, you fool, tonight your life will be demanded of you. He thought he was secure, but the Lord brought perspective to that and said, your security is not in your possessions nor your belongings. And I think all of us as believers have to fight this thing because our goods want to get hold of us. It's actually not our goods, it's the enemy. You see, the enemy wants our heart. And if he can get to our heart through what we possess, then we are on very, very shaky ground. 
So we looked at the fact that we needed, we needed the right perspective. And this is helped and our perspective is corrected by when we begin to consider who made everything. The Lord gave us everything. In actual fact, the clothes that you're wearing was given to you by God. He owns the cattle on a thousand hills. The 500 rand that you have in your pocket that you thought was yours is actually not yours. Everything belongs to the Lord. Why? Because we are stewards. We looked this morning at the fact that a steward is someone who really all he does is look after the belongings of someone else. That's what a steward does. And truth be told, as Christians, if we are true stewards, we will always be cognizant of the fact that what we own really does belong to the Lord. Can someone say, my stuff is God's stuff? But again, I understand we have to fight against this all the time. We have to fight against the temptation to think that we own things. We own nothing. If the Lord had to come tonight, I promise you now, everything we possess would be left behind. And so why place your confidence, your trust, and your, and your image on those things which you wear? Now, the reason I mention this is, and the reason I started off the message with this, is because perspective is important. If all you're going to do, trust God for promotion, is that you can increase in material possessions, don't be surprised if God's not going to promote you. Because if that's your motive, I tell you what, things have got you already. Why is God going to give you more things to have more of your heart? Amen? And I believe all of us want to be promoted in life. Nobody wants to stay at the same level. Amen? God's a God of increase. How many of you are happy just getting along? Just getting along. Anybody happy with that? No, we want more. I know there are people yet tonight that are content, but I also know that many of you have been waiting for a long time for that promotion to come. It almost seems like people have been put in front of you, ahead of you in promotion, and maybe you find yourself being discouraged and saying, Lord, where are you in this? That's what this message is dedicated towards, and by the end of tonight, I'm really trusting the Lord. I'm really trusting the Lord. I would never, I would never commercialize the presence of God in the sense that I say, listen, because I'm teaching this tonight, every one of you can expect a promotion tomorrow. I would never commercialize the anointing that way. But I will tell you that if you have faith in God's word and you believe that God can do this for you and you have positioned yourself correctly, I can tell you now God can do it. He can do it again and again and again and again. So I'm not going to flippantly say that everybody here tonight's going to get promoted because many of you, you're not in the right place right now. That's okay. Maybe you need to go back and reflect on the word a bit more. Build your faith, because without faith, it is impossible to get promoted. To please God or to get promoted, it's impossible without faith. But I want to stand in agreement tonight with those of you that have faith and that are trusting the Lord. So our perspective is corrected when we begin to take a look at what God has done. He provided the rain for this guy to cause his crops to grow. He provided him with a seed to sow. He provided the sunshine to cause it to grow. He even gave this guy the physical strength to harvest his own crops. Listen, nothing we possess belongs to us. It all belongs to the Lord. And I'll repeat it. God doesn't mind you having things, but he does mind things having you. He doesn't mind you having things as long as things don't have your heart. So we took a look at that this morning. And then we began to find out, and people convinced me based upon the word, that they believe God created them before the foundation of the world, based upon Jeremiah 1 and verse 5 and Ephesians 1 and verse 4. But then I challenge them, if you really believe that God fashioned you, how many of you believe God created you from start to finish, amen? The Bible says in Jeremiah, before I formed you, I knew you. That means God knew your strengths and your weaknesses. 
He knew there was a gonna day where you were gonna act like a real muhu. He knew there was a day that you were gonna fall away from him and fall from grace. And that's why the Bible says he sanctified you. He gave you the power to live a godly life because he knew that we would mess up. And then the Bible says he ordained us. That's what it says in Ephesians, okay? So God knew you. He knew your strengths, he knew your weaknesses, and he gave you his grace to compensate for that and to cleanse you, and then he also called you at the same time. The point I'm making is this, that if you believe God created you, you have to believe he created your destiny. That every day was written in his book. Every promotion that the Lord had planned for you was done even before the foundation of the world. Every good work that he had called you and created you to do, he said, walk in it. We looked at that this morning. When you came in tonight, you didn't have to strike up a chord on the guitar. You didn't have to play the piano. You didn't have to cover the seat. You didn't have to clean the carpet. This was all prepared for you. You just walked in and enjoyed it. My Bible teaches me that that's what God has done concerning your promotion. It's all there. You must believe and walk in. That's all the Lord expects. I don't know about you, but when I put my head down on the pillow at night, that gives me great peace, great comfort, and great courage. Praise the Lord. Now I want to move on from where we left off. And I want to start by saying that it's time we let God do His job. Let God do His job. If we believe that He's created us before the foundation of the world, if we believe every single day of our lives have been mapped out in His book, it's time we let God do His job and trust Him and recline our weight on Him. Never stop expecting great things from the Lord because expectancy is the birthplace of miracles. Never let hopelessness so grab a hold of your heart that you begin to wonder if God can. I'm telling you now, there's a lot to be said about optimism, but optimism comes through expectation, and I'm always looking out for God to do something wonderful for me. You think, Pastor Andre, that's arrogant. No, that's not arrogant. I just know the Lord. I know He loves me. How do you know that? You're so messed up. I know I'm messed up, but He still loves me. Whatever God's going to do for me is not because I've earned anything. It's because of his mercy. And that's what mercy is. God's going to give you a promotion, not because you deserve it, but because he loves you. And he's a merciful God. Can someone bump somebody and say, God is merciful? Regardless of my shortcomings, the Lord can promote me. Regardless of my shortcomings, say this, the Lord will promote me for his glory. Amen. At graduation last night, we looked at John chapter 17 and verse 4. Jesus said, I brought you glory by finishing the work you have called me to do. Let me tell you, God gets great glory when we finish the work, not just start it. How many of you are ready to finish something great for God? Amen? And to finish it is going to take promotion. It's going to take a whole lot of Holy Ghost. So it's time to let God do His job. And if we want to expect the Lord to promote us, we need to make sure that we do what Jesus did in Philippians chapter 2, verse 8 and 9. Let's pull up that back background. Look at the scripture. Look at what it says over here. One of my favorite chapters in the whole Bible, Philippians chapter 2. It says this, And being found in the appearance as a man, he humbled himself. You want to underline that and became obedient to the point of death, even death on the cross. Now look at this. There is cause and effect in this verse. Jesus did something that caused God to do something. Tonight we're trusting the Lord to do something for us. Amen? But let's get the first part right. Let's see where God wants us and what He requires from us before we can expect what He is going to grant us. Cause and effect in this verse, look what it says. He humbled himself. The Bible clearly says that Jesus 
humbled himself through obedience. Now look at the reward. Therefore, because he humbled himself, therefore God has highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every other name. Can we see that humility is a prerequisite for promotion? Humility is a prerequisite for promotion. If God's good pleasure, sorry, if God's good pleasure and his plan are to be worked out in your life, you're going to have to learn to walk in humility. It is a prerequisite for promotion, and, it is the, and you have to pass the test of humility. As we saw here, praise God, Jesus passed. Because Jesus humbled himself, the Bible said that God exalted him. And let me say this, when God promotes you, no man, no principality, nor no ungodly system can hold it back. In actual fact, God's exalting power, as we see here in Philippians, number one, it is irresistible. Number two, it is undeniable. And three, it is undefeatable. God never took Jesus's promotion away. God exalted him. God's going to exalt some people tonight as we decide and make a commitment to walk in humility, not only towards God, but towards others. Say this after me. Say this. A humble heart will always precede promotion. Now, this is how it works in the kingdom of God, by the way. You know, when, when a man promotes you, it can easily be stripped from you. But when God promotes you, no demon can take it from you. That's the difference. I want to be promoted by God. I don't want to be promoted by man. Oftentimes, man, the Bible says when David was being anointed as king, God said this, I don't look at the things that men look at. I look at different issues. Men will sometimes look at your charisma. They'll look at your loud mouth. They'll look perhaps at your giftings and they'll promote you. God doesn't look at that. He first looks at the, if we take care of this here, God will take care of the rest. So as we speak about positioning ourselves for promotion, humility is absolutely essential. And let me say this. When I speak about it's time for, for us to let God do his job, the truth is that it's God's job to exalt us and our jobs to humble ourselves. If we start looking to exalt us, ourselves, then God's going to have to take on our job and humble us. <laughs> Let God do his job and you do yours, amen? When we think about and talk about promotion, let's make sure we walk in humility and God will exalt. If we want to brag about all of our credentials and what we've done, why me, Lord? Why have I been overlooked? Why is heaven closed to me? I've been working so hard. I, 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 me, me, me. If you walk in humility, a promotion is just around the corner. Say that as I walk in humility, promotion is just around the corner. So if we try and do God's job for him, he's going to have to do, do our job for us. So just walk and trust the Lord. How many remember the, the what is it, nursery rhyme? Humpty Dumpty sat in the wall. Humpty Dumpty had a great fall. All the king's horses and all the king's men couldn't put Humpty together again. Oftentimes, I've seen people, men of God on TV, um, believing that they are completely irreplaceable and indispensable. Let me say this. If you want to position yourself for promotion, you can't have a Messiah complex. You can't think that you are the be-all and end-all of everything. I've heard so many people say this to me personally. said, listen, if I wasn't here, this company would go down the tubes. I think to myself, ooh, ooh. And before you look, they in the tube. Listen, Esther, 
lived in a time where the future of Israel depended on her obedience. Israel's future hinged on her being able to convince the king against Haman's plans. Mordecai, her uncle, as she procrastinated, said to her, listen, if you do not obey God at such a time as this, he will raise up another person just like you to deliver Israel. Let's not have a Messiah complex and think that we are the be all and end all of everything. Because I tell you now, we are replaceable. You might be unique, you might be individual, and God may love you, but the moment you begin to think that you are so important that God can't do without you, you are about to go down that same tube that that other guy I spoke about earlier on went down. They say a man that's so wrapped up in, in himself, he makes a very small package. When we're wrapped up in ourselves, we make a very, very small package. Look at what it says in Proverbs 27, verse 2. I base what I've just said to you on this, on this verse. It says, let another man praise you and not your own mouth. Let someone else speak about you. Don't speak about yourself. I've watched people in the past. They walk into the room and they make the assumption that they know the boss in charge, and so they go sit right next to the head of the table. And Jesus warned about this. He says, when you come into a boardroom or when you come into a place with your peers, he says, don't go sit up front and assume you know everything because you will be embarrassed. He says, rather go sit at the end of the table and be invited to the front. I don't know what it is about culture today, but some of the society, some of the cultures I've been exposed to around the world, when you say, hi, my name is Andre, what is, what is your name? Hey, my name is Rob, I've got an MBA at this, I've got a BA at this, I've got a DA at this, I've got an ANC at this, and I've got an IFP at this. They just want to, they just want to tell you about their credentials, and while I'm holding their hand, shaking their hand, I'm thinking, <laughs> it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Listen, as you bend down in the spirit and humble yourselves, a lot of things fly over your head that hit everybody else. <laughs> Just stay low. Just stay low. You don't have to promote yourself. You don't have to make a big deal in front of your boss. Listen, you'll be amazed at what God can do through your life if you don't care who gets the credit. Said that before. It, you'll be amazed what God can do through your life. Somebody takes your credit at work and they come and present something as their own that was yours and you go, ah. listen, it doesn't matter. God saw it. The Lord was watching. The Lord was looking, okay? He's the one that's gonna promote you. Just trust in him. I promise you it takes all the pressure off. And if you thought you should have got promoted and you weren't, don't stress about it. Say, Lord, this is where my hopes and dreams were, but it doesn't matter because you're still on the throne. Jesus is still my Savior. My future is still bright. You've still mapped out every day. So even if this is the devil's attempt to try and hamstring me, it doesn't matter. You're still in control. I'm still going to pass. I'm not a failure. I'm going to be okay. Jesus, me and you, we are the majority. Can someone say, me and Jesus, we're the majority, amen? I'm trying to stir you up today because I know many of you feel like you've been sidestepped and pushed to one side and not promoted. And let me say this. Let me tell you, in the kingdom of God, there is no black, there is no white. I don't care what country you live in or what kind of, what kind of restrictions have been placed on the economy or on the employment. If you trust God, He will employ you. It doesn't matter what color you are. The world system may do it differently, but God doesn't do it that way. And the Bible says we've been translated out of the kingdom of darkness or the secular world system. 
Just continue to trust the Lord. In actual fact, you know where Christians thrive? When they are persecuted. The Bible says, blessed are the persecuted. Empowered to prosper. The more you are persecuted, the more you begin to rise to the top. Can someone say amen? Say this, bump your neighbor and say, God's got a promotion for me. So we, looked at, so we looked at that in 1 Timothy. Let's take a look at this next verse. 1 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 12. 1 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 12. Look at what Paul says. And, and, and the point I'm making over here when we consider promotion is that, is that faithfulness is what opens the doors. Faithfulness is what opens the doors. And Paul acknowledges this. Look at what he says in 1 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 12. He says this, and I thank Christ Jesus, our Lord, who has enabled me because, put a circle around because. So we can see that, that Paul was endowed. He was blessed. He was promoted. He was put into ministry. It says here, because he counted me faithful, putting me into ministry. He counted me faithful. I want you to know, if you don't know it already, that the Lord is always watching. And not only is he expecting you to be faithful to him, faithful to your call and faithful to your family, he's expecting you to be faithful for the people you work for. Listen to me. Before Joseph saw his dreams, he had to help Pharaoh get his dreams done. You might not work in the church, but God gave Joseph a dream. He said to him that your, your, brothers, will, your brothers will bow to you. But before that dream was ever realized, and a dream for which he was mocked and thrown in a pit for, before that dream could happen, he had to help Pharaoh, which is a type of the world. He had to see Pharaoh have his dreams realized. I'm saying even though you're working in a secular environment and you think you're a Christian, it gives you no right to be unfaithful to your boss, nor to your company. It's time you stood up and you shine as a light in that corrupt and immoral environment and you shine your light and you are faithful to Pharaoh because if you are faithful to Pharaoh, God will help you see your dreams come and be realized. It's the faithfulness of God. This is what Paul said. He says, God who has enabled me because he counted me faithful. He counted him faithful. Where is your faithfulness level at I'm amazed at how often when I speak to people that are Christians that work in a secular environment, they hardly ever speak well of the company that they work for. For them, it's a job. And it's almost like I'm working in the world so I can say what I want to say about those people who employ me. Let me tell you, God is using that as a vehicle to bless you. If you didn't have that, where would you be? So get involved in your company. Throw yourself in there, hook, line, and sinker. After all, you don't work for them. You work for Jesus. And even if your boss doesn't see you, Jesus always does. And Paul said, I was promoted based on my faithfulness to God. I was promoted. I've got a whole bunch of notes that you, can, that you can download. So there's a few things I want to skip over as, as, as I bring this thing into land. And just to confirm what I said to you now in a moment, in Luke 16 and verse 12, it says, and if you have not been faithful in what is another man's, who will give you what is your own? Jesus asked that question. There's the verse. 
Luke 16, 12. And if you have not been faithful in what is another man's, who will give you what is your own? Jesus makes it clear. You have to be faithful in something that belongs to someone else before he's ever going to give you something to own yourself. That's the way the kingdom of God works. And let me close with this point, folks. The way up may be down. It's not unusual for God's promotion to look like a demotion at first. <laughs> God gave Joseph the dream. He went from that dream into the pit. Look at David. David was anointed as king, as a rugged, as a rugged little red-headed man. He was anointed by Samuel to be the king of Israel. <laughs> After that disaster struck, I mean, he beat Goliath, and then he found himself having to run away from Saul for 13 years. Sometimes, sometimes, although your promotion is ready, it'll wait for you until God has prepared you for the promotion. The promotion will always be there, but God has to prepare you. And listen to this. Listen to this. And we can read about this in 1 Samuel, in 1 Samuel chapter, oh, no, sorry, 1 Samuel chapter 22, verses 1 and 2. Go with me there quickly. I think we have it on the back. Look at this verse. When I'm saying sometimes that your promotion may seem like a demotion, everything begins to go crazy in your life. Look at what happened with David. After he found out he was going to be king of Israel, it says, David therefore departed from there and escaped to the cave of Adullam. This is when he was running away from Saul. So when his brothers and all his father's house heard it, they went down there to him and everyone, look at this, everyone who was in distress, everyone who was in debt, and everyone who was discontented gathered to him. So he became the captain over them. Can you imagine? God says, I'm promoting you to king of Israel, but here's a bunch of crooks first. He doesn't give him a throne, he gives him a cave. You might be that person. You know that God's prepared something great for you, but instead of the throne that you think you should be sitting on, you're currently in a cave. Instead of giving all these people to you that are under your care, that are performers and great, you've been given the ragtag team that can't produce anything. Can you imagine what must have been going through David's mind? You see, God was preparing David for his future. Through it all, David was learning how to trust God regardless and how to manage people. His character was being tested. He was being fitted by God to wear the garments of a king. He was being fitted by God to wear the garments of a king. The garment of mercy. The garment of fairness. The garment of wisdom. With the shoes of decisiveness and the belt of strength. And covering himself with a robe of gentleness. Because if you can't lead the broken, you will never lead the whole. So this evening, based upon the few verses that I've given you last night and this morning, we're going to, in a moment, just worship with two songs. I want you to take this time while worshiping the Lord to reflect where you currently find yourself. There are two types of people here tonight. The first type of person has been trusting the Lord for a promotion for a long time. In actual fact, you know that it's past due. You know it's past you. You're the type of person that knows, listen, Pastor Andre, I'm not perfect, but I do know that I position myself and I've been positioned for a long time. That type of person has the enemy holding you back. We're going to take authority over that thing tonight. Okay? The devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Steal promotions. That's what he does. He's a fundi at that. He loves to steal. Okay? So that's what we're going to do. The second type of person came here tonight just wanting to worship the Lord and found out, hey, listen, there's an anointing for promotion tonight. I can trust God for one. You're also in good company because God accompanies his word with signs following. 
So you may perhaps want to trust the Lord for a promotion tonight. The third type of person is, called, is truly content. You are where God wants you to be. And you know maybe you've just recently been promoted and you're just basking in the goodness of God. And that's wonderful. I'm going to ask you to combine your faith with those people that find themselves perhaps not in that position. That are trusting the Lord to promote them. So as we stand together right now and as we begin to worship with these two songs, I just want you to take a bit of time to introspectively consult with the Lord and say, Lord, where am I at? What is my next, what is my next step? Am I trusting the Lord to promote me where I currently find myself? Or am I trusting God perhaps to move me on and take me somewhere else? And let me say this, folks, let me just say this. If your promotion comes at the expense of godly relationships, it's no promotion at all. Listen to me. If your promotion comes at the expense of your assignment, it is not a promotion at all. Make sure that we keep the main thing the main thing. And the main thing is people. There's an account in the Bible where a brother came to Jesus with his other brother. And he said to Jesus, he says, tell my brother to give me my portion of the inheritance. His inheritance, his portion of his inheritance was more important than his relationship with his brother. And Jesus says, who am I to judge over this? This man considered his inheritance and stuff more important than his relationship. When you're trusting God for promotion, if it's going to come at the expense of a relationship, it's never worth it. And I'm also talking about the relationship with your church. The relationship you have with your church, if your promotion is going to take you away from the very place that put you in a position to trust God for it in the first place, you need to turn that puppy down no matter if they offer you a Learjet with mink coats. Sorry to all the animal activists out there. That just was a slip of the tongue. You hear what I'm saying? So I want you to, in the spirit, consider all those things as the plain truth leads us in worship. And after that, I'm then going to ask you, please, to start coming forward. In actual fact, as we worship, you're more than welcome to come forward. Tonight, I want to combine my faith with yours. My heart is filled with faith to believe that God can and will promote you tonight. And it doesn't necessarily have to be a promotion in a secular environment. It doesn't have to be that. It can be promotion in any area of your life. I want to pray this prayer with you tonight. I'm not going to keep you long. We're just going to let the Lord do His work. I'm going to pray with folks. We're going to agree together, and then we will continue with the service and perhaps close it off in just, um, in just a few minutes. So let's do that together. Thank you, Plain Truth. I'm going to hand over to you guys. God bless you. Thank you for joining us during this episode of Living Life with Dr. Theo and Bev Volmerantz. We hope that through this inspired teaching, you had an encounter with God. If you enjoy the teaching ministry of Apostle Theo and Dr. Bev Volmerantz and would like to enjoy more resources, we hope you will visit our website at www.christianfamilychurch.co.za or for our American listeners, www.christianfamilychurchsa.com.